Welcome to the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest poultry nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Anatox, partnering with the world's food producers to develop and deliver innovative programs to efficiently produce safer food. Cargill works with poultry producers to drive customer profitability by being a leader in applied nutrition. Carry, proven on the farm, trusted on the plate. Carry is where technology is made. BASF provides sustainable, high-performing ingredients that enhance the quality and productivity of your poultry feed. Welcome back to another episode of the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. I'm Kelly Walmsley, your host today, and we're continuing the conversation with Dr. Dina Jones. Thanks, Dina, for joining us again today. While we have a good time all being together, the, the biggest thing is we can produce the strongest and most comprehensive research data sets. And now that we're looking at big data and AI and everything, there's so much more we can do with those data sets. We bring in the computational people and the um, data analysis and data engineer folks, and they can accomplish so much more in the fact that we have monitored these flocks and we have all these set data points from different aspects, whether it's product quality, environmental safety, where I'm doing in the food safety part, meshing that in with my frequent collaborator and cohort and partner in crime, Darren Carter, who is doing the um, physiological measurements of the flock and the day-to-day production variables. And then you pull in Ken Anderson, who's also been doing, you know, a part where he's looking at, you know, some aspect of the rearing or the management aspect. And we start putting all these pieces together. Um, and then it starts becoming an incredibly robust data set that we can hand over to some of these. Once we, we've gleaned our little pieces, but then we can get a much more holistic view out of it. So it was really exciting times for that. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the egg stuff because that's me. I'm, I'm an egg. You're an egg lady. I'm the egg knitting lady. But, um, you know, when we also look at it from the poultry processing aspect, we have, unfortunately, at this point in time, we have very few people who are doing egg work and we have very few people who are doing poultry processing and meat quality work. And so when we, when we put all that together, that allows for these partnerships to be made and us to look at these aspects because the stakeholders need to know all this information. Yeah, absolutely. Look at me. Like I'm the champion cheerleader for the research project. (laughs) No, I mean, I agree though. I came into it when I was just a young assistant professor and, you know, super green and I didn't know what to expect. Still a young professor. I'm just going to let you know that, Kelly. You're still young. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Well, I was very green at the time and I'm very green still, I feel like, but you know, learning every day, right? Lifelong learners. But, um, and it was, it was really interesting. I mean, to go in the room of so many different people and a lot of them I'd never, I mean, I've heard about and read their papers and all of this and, and seen them at meetings, but maybe not had the opportunity or felt like, Hey, you know, to approach, you know, some of them and, um, you know, it, it was, it, it was so cool to see how welcoming everyone was and has been. And then now I see more people, you know, younger 
the younger generations coming in and, um, you know, getting their feet wet and doing these collaborative research projects. And so it's just been a really neat way that's outside of doing, you know, a scientific meeting um, at, at times and then being able to focus on certain topics that are really um, hot topics for the industry and then trying to figure out from so many different angles how to solve those. Um, and so that's a neat thing to me. Another thing that comes out of this um, national collaboration is it makes it so much better because, you know, at least here with ARS, we have funding for certain for predominance of our of our research efforts, but we still engage in um, granting and you know self fund research. But the universities, I mean, at times y'all live and die by the the research dollars. And a lot of the research granting agencies now are looking for these larger whole scale prod, um, projects. So we were kind of ready made when that came along. We were kind of like, hey, we've been thinking this way for years. So it allows us to bring in, you know, more people. It allows us to expose more and it allows the group to work together and have much stronger proposals to put in for I mean, granting dollars, there's not as many of them around. And when they now come out, they're looking to do a fewer larger scale projects as opposed to numerous smaller scale projects. And with the, with the regional research projects being set the way they are, they're kind of ready made for people to be able to plug and play. And now we have meetings and people come in and say, Hey, I know so-and-so is going to have this out this year. I was thinking this is anybody want to join in? Like, Hey, I know Kelly, you have the skill set. Would you like this? And that makes it a whole lot easier, especially as you're talking about for some of these um, younger um, faculty members, younger scientists to yep. kind of get their feet wet and start getting involved in these collaborative projects and, and how to go yeah. around them. Absolutely. Um, so we're coming into kind of running out of time a little bit. Um, let, if you can, will you tell me what's, what's one thing that comes to mind from working, I guess, all the research that you've done or collaborative projects or, well, all your work has been collaborative, but um, <laughs> what's one thing that's kind of come to mind that you think would be um, the most significant impact you've been able to make um, through your research? Um, and one for me that I'm really proud about for my research is that um, I know that it has been able to translate to a large, a wide swath of stakeholders. Not every project is going to hit a lot, but it's not like I've always done things just for a regulatory, regulatory group to use, or I've always done things that allow the industry to move forward, or I've always done something that's been um, a new methodology that means academia is going to use it or something. I'm really proud of the fact that I spend a lot of time and I put a lot of effort into trying to make sure that the research that I produced in the last 23 years can be used by a wide band of audience yeah. um, and that it is something that people can, can take with them and do. And then I also spend a lot of time making sure that people know that they can call the lady who sits in the back of the room and knitting and ask her a question and ask for clarification. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing for me. I am small and Southern. And so, you know, as such, it's meant to be, I, I want people to feel like that they can approach me and, you know, and see, I knit in public. People should realize they can approach me. I knit in public. <laughs> <laughs> but that there's that approachability and that people can send me an email or people can call or text. You know, nowadays people, people text you or send you an email, you know, um, we can jump on a call and answer questions. I, it, it takes extra time, but I'm, I'm proud of the fact that that has been established and people feel like that they 
that they can converse with me and that I'm not, sometimes people get to this, I'm going to say this with you because here we are talking. People get this erroneous assumption that academics are like these beyond super smart people that they should never speak to. That's crazy. We just happen to go to school for a long time and decide that we're going to be nerds for life. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay, but <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean we're not approachable and you can't just chat with us, you know? Um, yeah. So that's something that was really important to me um, in, in the beginning is when, when I, when I do research and put time and effort into things that it's going to be utilized by as many people and as many different audiences as possible. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, so I guess one more thing, um, we didn't really go into, um, some of the normal stuff that I do. We just hit the ground running, but I do want to ask you what poultry professional would you take with you in a zombie apocalypse and why? Um, you know, and I'm going to say, this is going to be a weird choice. I'm going to say Manpreet Singh. And if he ever hears this, he's going to laugh about it. The reason why, number one, he's my birthday buddy. So we can decide whatever day we want to is our communal birthday. You know what I mean? So like no matter what is guaranteed, we can have our birthday together as many times as we want to while we're on the zombie apocalypse. And we have a, like a little yin and yang skill set. So we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. If I have to take a poultry professional, I'm taking a processing person with me. And I like it. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. With science-led solutions that are sustainable, proven, and effective, BASF helps you tackle the challenges of poultry nutrition. We offer high-quality feed ingredients that enable a more sustainable production and help you achieve your animal performance targets. We call it the science of sustainable feed that succeeds. Um, and so then one, one other thing, since we are on the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt podcast, um, Jackie Chan or Chuck Norris? Jackie Chan. Good choice. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dina Jones. Um, It's been such a pleasure to visit with you today. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And that's another episode of the Poultry Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. Thanks again. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. And if you have a poultry nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it and share it with us, feel free to email the research link, uh, the paper where we can find it, or the abstract to hello at wisenetics.com. That's hello at wisenetics.com. And I look forward to hearing from you.